Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. The Goodness of God. Does God hate us? This is part three of three. Before I read the key verse in Proverbs 6.16, let me just tell you right up front, God does not hate us, but he does hate sin. And those who refuse to repent of sin and they embrace sin, it makes me think of someone who would embrace a hornet's nest. Now, the key verse is Proverbs 6.16. And the Bible said, These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now, we know from verses throughout the Bible that God loves people and hates sin. He proved his love when he sent his son to rescue us from the bondage of sin, if we so choose the rescue. And to rescue us wasn't by God ignoring the sin in and upon us. Our rescue came with a high price. God's hatred is against sin. Those who practice sin with malice or with worldly pleasure associate themselves with God's hatred of the sin they embrace. And by this, they put the hatred of God upon themselves. Listen to the word of God described some of what he hates. Again, Proverbs 6.16. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. 17. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Now, do you notice there is nothing here is accidental? Every one of the sins listed are ones people choose to commit. The theme in each sin described is an act carried out against others. Now, I want to contrast God's hatred with his love. But first, we should understand God's nature is indivisible. And this means God is one in his characteristics. Although for us to understand him better, we attribute virtues to God Uh, We separate them out, such as love, peace, power, forgiveness, kindness, grace, hate, anger, vengeance, and so forth. But God is is like this, but forgive me here, trying to compare God to any created thing is dangerous ground on which to tread. But think of it this way. A single diamond can be cut and display several facets, which when held up to a light, it gives off colors. Each facet causes a different effect of refraction, but is still part of the one diamond. I have a crystal hanging on my truck mirror that is circular with small facets evenly spaced out around the sphere. And when sunlight hits that crystal, multiple, multiple, (laughs) man, that's a tongue twister. Multicolored spots of light display around the cab of the truck. Multiple effects, one crystal. And now God's love is one with his hatred. His action and power are one with his patience and kindness and even gentleness. Even when God strikes out at evil, it is being done in kindness. It's two sides of the same coin, so to speak. Now, I know this can be hard to accept, but think of a surgeon when it becomes necessary to cut off or cut out parts of a person's organs or body in order to stop the spread of cancer. The cutting is a violent act done in kindness to save the patient's life. That's obvious. But behind God's acts that we only see on the service are his kindnesses. 
they drive his stern actions to protect and save. Now, here's the case in point. God the Father sent his only begotten son to the earth so that he, God the Father, could execute punishment for the sins of the human race, but not against the human race. He executed judgment and punishment against his son when he poured out wrath against sin and the evil it perpetuates. And on that cross, Jesus asked his father to forgive us. Now, listen to Luke twenty-two thirty-four, And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Seriously, is there anything else that can be said to prove God doesn't hate us? And even if he did hate us, as there are some who are argue it, he punished sin by pouring out his wrath against all sin as his son hung on that cross with his hands and feet spiked through after being beaten without mercy by Roman soldiers. And this punishment caused the Son of God to even cry out, recorded in Matthew 27, 46. Listen to these words and the, the, the anguish in them. This is Jesus crying out from the cross. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So in summary, if any want to believe God hates us, they must explain the cross. Now, please allow me to offer this explanation. Sin must be punished. Every human knows this in the deepest part of the heart, whether we acknowledge it or not. And the only way we find forgiveness is because God punished all sin when Jesus was on the cross. It cost the Son of God his life. And because God the Father approved of the price Jesus paid for sin, after three days he raised Jesus from the dead. And now he gives us a choice to believe this unto salvation and new life or not. And then this is where I beg anyone who hasn't settled accounts with God, get the matter settled and do it now. If you want, read the Gospel of John and ask God, if this record is true, show me. This must be done with an open heart, an open mind, and then a sincere willingness to change according to the truth you discover. Now, Jesus said it best in John chapter 3, beginning in verse 15, that whoever believes in him, he's talking about himself at this point, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The action to consider? Now, you know within yourself whether or not you believe God is good. And you must spend time alone reading the Bible, asking God to reveal what he already knows is in your heart. And whatever you find hidden there, deep in your heart, it won't surprise God. He sees it already. And I had to go through the same process. And it's part of growing in the Christian life. And however difficult this may be, the peace that comes with fully believing God is good is more than worth the effort to develop this level of faith. Now, next week's devotion, joy. Do you want some? Key verse is taken from John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor. Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.